0: Armoir.sty/onboys. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E, dot style slash onboys to get 50% off your first month and never have to worry about what to wear again. Try
1: armoire today. It's that time again to share our favorite episodes of the year. This is a super special episode. Jen and I just love recapping the year with you. This is the On Boys Parenting podcast. We are your co-host, Jennifer L.W. Fink of BuildingBoys.net, and I'm Janet Allison of BoysAlive.com. As always, we are so happy you are here. If you enjoy this podcast, it would be amazing if you would share this with your friends. Let them know about it. We'd love to keep growing in 2024. And thank you for supporting our sponsors. It is very important that they feel your support so they will keep on asking us to share their message with you.
0: It's the most wonderful time of the year. We are doing our 2023 wrap-up show, and we are talking a little bit today about some of our favorite episodes, favorite guests, what we've learned, and what your favorite episodes were this year. And Janet, I just want to toss it over to you first. What are some of your strongest favorite memories from On Boys this year?
1: Oh my gosh, Jen. It's like, you're asking me to choose my favorite child. Come Which on. one is
0: it? Which one is it?
1: <laughs> you know as we as we're getting ready for this episode I get to like scan back over all I mean we have had amazing guests this year and we've had repeat guests that we love and so I can't I mean I will tell you my top 3 later in the show after you after you give us some stats cuz that's super fun to hear. Uh, But I will say, actually, I was going to say this at the end, but I'll say it at the beginning is one of my this isn't in my top three, because this had a special category all its own, which is the episode that we talked about your book.
0: Oh, you guys, if you go back and listen to that episode, you can hear both Janet and I kind of like getting all mushy and emotional. And I had that Same reaction as I was scanning through yesterday I'm like I can't really pick my own episode as the favorite that was incredible yeah and partly because it is such a culmination like of our partnership of all of this work that you and I have been doing separately and then together over the past 20 plus
1: years I know I know and just I mean I felt so I felt such pride there's my co-host She's got her book out, her second book out. Say the title so our listeners get that in their brain and then they can go order it for. It
0: is Building Boys, Raising Great Guys in a World that Misunderstands Males. And it is available currently in hardcover, audiobook, and ebook from pretty much everywhere. And if you are at all interested in a signed copy, reach out to me. I can make that happen for you.
1: Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. on Boys Podcast, one of my favorite things about this podcast is that we have such global reach. Like, we knew that podcasts were listened to around the world, but we, like everybody else recently, got our Spotify wrap-up, and On Boys Podcast has streamed in 73 countries this year. Wow. 73.
1: Wow. Wow. We can yeah. go on the road, Jen. We could just, you know, travel for the next year. I told
0: my husband, I still want to get to Australia with you at some point. Between the book, the podcast, our friendship with Maggie Dent, I think we need to make this
1: happen. And Steve Bidolf, oh my yes. gosh, that would be a dream come true to meet with him and have coffee. Wouldn't that just be, you know, we do kind of have our, our secret crushes, don't we? Okay,
0: that's that's true, too. I didn't know if we were going to admit that in this episode or not. But I did find myself thinking that as we looked back at the episodes for this year, like who did Janet and I have secret crushes on? And let me be very clear. These are like secret professional crushes of people who's like, thinking and hearts are just so great and so wonderful that we get done recording and we both look at each other and go, (laughs)
1: Wow, secrets revealed here, listeners, (laughs) secrets revealed. But in that global reach, Jen, I do have to say, you know, I'm a family coach. And I always I mean, we often put it out on the podcast that I have free breakthrough sessions available. And it's been amazing to have clients to be helping parents in Africa, in the Caribbean and Australia. It's just amazing to have clients from all over the world. And That's so that cool. is because of our podcast. And it
0: goes to show that these things that we're talking about, they affect parents and boys all over this globe. Mm-hmm. The specifics of your situation may vary a little bit, but what we are talking about, it's global. It's universal. yeah, and I personally find comfort in that. Like, take comfort in that. You are not the only one struggling with lack of motivation, screen, school, name them off, all of those mm-hmm. things.
1: Yeah. The other thing we did this year that was a little bit separate from the podcast, but not, is we hosted a three session event called talk with boys, like a pro about anything and everything. And that was so much fun because we got to be live with parents and, you know, talking around a topic, always boys, but hearing from parents directly in the moment, being able to coach and problem solve and other parents' chiming in was so fabulous. So we're definitely going to be doing that again in the new year. So watch for those events.
0: Yes, we've not fully solidified our 2024 plans, but I know we plan to offer that again. And we've got some new things in the works. And we will certainly update you all as that comes about. I want to say one more thing about this global reach that I found incredibly interesting. Out of all these 73 countries, obviously the bulk of our listeners are in English-speaking countries for all the obvious reasons, but United States streams only accounted for 40% of our streams on Spotify. Oh, interesting. And that's really interesting because obviously we are both based in the States and we are very United States centric because like that's the culture that we know. Mm-hmm. That's the school system that we know. That's the, the parenting uh, that we know. So that was very interesting <clears throat> to me. All right. We have been downloaded. On boys episodes have been downloaded nearly 650,000 times this year. That wow. That is a lot. And I got to tell you, I was laying in bed last night trying to fall asleep, as one does. And my goal I cannot wait for the year, and I think it's coming when we hit 1 million downloads in a year.
1: (sighs) We could do it.
0: Yes. We could do it. If all our
1: listeners tell all their friends, we could do it. You know, I have to say, I'm just, last week I was at a friend's house and another mom came in with her son and her daughter. And to pick something up from my friend and she introduced me and she said, Oh my gosh, I was just listening to you on, on your podcast this morning. Ooh. So, I mean, things like that happen and it's just like, wow, people are out there actually listening and hopefully <laughs> feeling helped and feeling supported and hopefully feeling our uh, genuine affection for our listeners and our Um, Well, we have been told we have good chemistry, you and I.
0: We have genuine affection for each other. (laughs) Yes, we do. do. And um, I think that we benefit the most from this podcast because we bounce ideas off of each other and we get the support and check in with each other nearly every week, sometimes twice a week. And I don't want to get all mushy, but I am so grateful that we embarked on this adventure all those years ago.
1: Me too. Me too. And. Maybe in 2024, a goal could be that we actually see each other in person for time number two. I know, right? (laughs) Yes. Let's go somewhere warm. (laughs) Hell
0: yes. All right. (laughs) Okay, let's get to it. 2023 official wrap up. We're going to count down top five podcasts of 2023 by downloads. I want to say one thing, one little caveat that I realized like two years into this. This system advantages podcasts that happen earlier in the year. Obviously, Mm -hmm. it is very Mm -hmm. difficult for a podcast that we released in November to be among the most downloaded of the year. So there is that caveat. But all that said, number five most downloaded podcast was Simplicity Parenting with Kim John Payne. And that was our January 12th episode. And um, it has nearly 10,000 downloads, at least 10,000 downloads. So I love that, Janet. What does that say to you? Uh, What what about that podcast stood out to you as important?
1: Well, can I tell you? Yeah. That's my top podcast choice of the year was Simplicity Parenting. I thought you were going to say that was your... Top
0: podcast crush of the year is what I thought you were going to say there.
1: (laughs) Okay, add him to the list. All right. He is amazing. Talk about a heartfelt person who is so genuinely striving to get this message across of as it says, simplicity parenting, to take the pressure off of parents. You don't need to have 50 million toys. You don't need to have all the bells and whistles. What you do need to have are those quiet, tender moments with your family.
0: I was struck by the whole genesis of this idea was when you know he was an undergrad student and he was noticing similarities between the behavior of PTSD-afflicted soldiers And kids who grew up in abusive homes and children who lived in war zones, this jumpy, anxious, on-edge behavior. And then a few years later, he was noticing it in kids all over. Yeah. And if you all think about that, I mean, mental health of our kids and the rest of us. Mm -hmm. Yes, we all are dealing with a little bit of this. Dialing back is really hard in our society. And Lord knows, especially this time of year, you just said we don't need 50 million toys. And so many of our children are going to end up with like 85 more toys than we ever wanted them to have this holiday season. Yeah. What a problem to have. I recognize that. But Mm -hmm. this core message that we can actually do more by doing less for our kids, I think, is so healthy. Yeah. All right. Number four parental accommodation and ADHD with ADHD dude Ryan Wexelblatt who I believe correct me if I'm wrong I believe he holds the record as uh the most frequent on boys guest
1: yes although Amy Lang might be up there too but yes uh, we love Ryan. We love everything he does. He's just so knowledgeable and he's got millions of YouTube videos out there to help not only parents, but he talks directly to kids, which is not our jam. That's not what we do here. So it's so nice to have somebody that is out there making videos for kids. Here's how you do X, Y, Z, whatever it is. So he's just been really fun to have on the show. And I learned something every single time we talk with him.
0: I just shared his YouTube channel with another parent earlier this week. And I I said, I don't know for sure. I don't know your kids personally. I don't know if they have ADHD or not. But there's these videos where he is talking directly to children about things like social interactions and emotional control. Might be a resource. And this particular dad looked at it and he's like, this is going to be so helpful.
1: Nice. So ADHD dude on YouTube. Check it out. Number three, talking to tween and teen boys
0: with Jonathan Reed of
1: Next Gen oh, really? Men. Oh, Jonathan. Again, a person who is doing direct work with tweens, and teens, and talk about a heartfelt, genuine person. He is just so lovely. And it's hard. It's hard being in direct service like that.
0: And what I love when we talk to Jonathan, Jonathan is a young person himself. He's certainly younger than both of us. I believe he's still in his twenties, but I might be wrong. And so He still very much remembers what it is like to be a tween and a Mm -hmm, teen boy. mm -hmm. And he recognizes his growth since then. And he is willing to create these spaces and really listen to what these young guys are telling him. And in this episode, one of the things he said is like, you know, it may seem to most of us, parents and teachers, that tweens and teen boys, they don't care about school it's a smokescreen for a lot of them. Mm -hmm. They do Mm -hmm. care and they are stressed and they don't know what to do about that. Talk about a reframe. And even as long as I've been doing this, I need those reframes
1: periodically. Yes. Yeah. So think about that parents, you know, when your son is just protesting and resisting, it's a smokescreen. Yeah.
0: And Check out the work of Next Gen Men. They are doing great things. They're a Canada-based organization with a global reach as well. Fantastic Mm -hmm. resources. Continuing a theme, our second most downloaded episode of the year was Teen Boys' Emotional Lives with Brendan Kwiatkowski. Brendan is a researcher. Also Canadian, who studies boys' emotions, and he is the one that he shared his research with us. The number one reason why teen boys restrict emotions and emotional expression is because they don't want to burden other people. And the second very close tie is fear of judgment. How different would our interactions with our teen boys be if we just remembered those two things? That's it. Those two things. Easier Mm -hmm. said than done. I know, but you can put those on post-it notes. Don't want to burden other people, fear of judgment, and then Mm -hmm. filter
1: what you're seeing through that. Yeah. And we've, and that is a theme that we heard from other guests this year as well. And I was on a uh, summit for boys just recently, and they had a live interview with seven 14 to 17 year olds. And that's exactly what they said is they don't, they don't share how they feel because they don't want to burden their families. Wow.
0: How do you, Janet, help families kind of operationalize that? Because, and the reason why I'm asking, right? A lot of us, we don't mean to put onto our kids, hey, I don't have time for your stuff. Uh, don't, don't share your emotions. Like I I don't have room for that. I don't have capacity for that. And yet somehow our boys are very much getting this message. So Mm -hmm. uh, what do you recommend parents do to kind of signal some more openness and like, I'm here with you for this?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, and our theme always is connection, top choice, connection, choose connection. And we have to think like a tween or teen. We have to put ourselves in where where will they be most open? That is probably at 11 o'clock at night. Go ahead and make those chocolate chip cookies at 11 o'clock at night. They might just wander down to the That's kitchen. That's very true. And you might just be having, you know, glass milk and some cookies with your boy. And he's feeling relaxed and able to open up a little bit more. And part of it too, I would say is 98% listening and not having in your mind, oh, I've got to tell him this. I've got to teach him this. I've got to respond to that. Just clear your mind and open your heart and listen to what he's saying. And then kind of listen to the level below what he's saying. Remember the smoke screen
0: clear your mind and listen with your heart uh sounds pretty complicated to me that can be so hard like you know our minds are going yes I journaled this morning Janet it like 80 billion things are going on in here right now this is where your 11 o'clock chocolate chip cookie idea is really good because number one I'm probably gonna be tired number two chocolate chip cookies yeah, I can relax a little bit, too, if I'm sitting there eating a chocolate chip cookie at 11 o'clock at mm-hmm. night. I may do that tonight. Okay. Now, I, you, I'm pausing because I'm scanning. I'm doing that mental scan of yeah. my cabinets. Do I
1: have chocolate chips? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that adds another thing to your to your 80 million, <laughs> million things in your brain. 80 million and one. I hear from parents all the time how bath time can be such an ordeal. And yet, bath time can be really fun. In fact, here in the very cold winter, we use bath time as an activity. Dabble and Dollop has got this dialed in because they have bath products that are not only natural, healthy, free of toxins, all the things we want for our kids, but they're fun. Jen, you said when your boys were young, they loved to make potions. My son Tyler had so much fun mixing things together, making
0: potions, recipes. He would have loved Dabble and Dollop's Day at the Beach Bath Mixing Set because it's a collection of soap scents and a little mixing thing and your kids can combine scents and make their own creations. It is exactly the kind of thing that can turn bath time into a fun, enjoyable, creative endeavor instead of just a fight.
1: And I will say the bubbles have been bow tested in the bathtub and they last. They stay bubbles for a long time. Dabble and Dollop has everything from bath time shampoos, bubble baths, body washes, conditioners, lotions, bath bombs, bath toys and accessories. There's so many things to explore at Dabble and Dollop.
0: Go to dabbleandollop.com slash onboys to get twenty percent off your first order. That's dabblandollop.com slash onboys. 20% off for being an onboys listener.
1: Wondering what the top most downloaded episode of 2023 is? Stay tuned after these messages from our sponsors. Dun dun, 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 dun drum roll. The most downloaded onboys episode
0: of 2023
1: do you have a guess I have two guesses
0: all right let me hear your guesses
1: okay my guesses are Phyllis Fagel and Michael Reichert
0: it is neither one of those (laughs) and I think that is largely due to timing Uh And, and I'll come back to that because our number one most downloaded episode of 2023
1: is Parenting Spicy Boys with Mary Van Van Geffen. Geffen. Yes. And that was our first podcast in January. So naturally, not to diminish this kudo, actually, but um, yeah, so she's had all year to garner downloads.
0: Now, it's so funny, though, because when I started preparing for this conversation with you, I looked back like you did. What are what were episodes? And what struck me was like, oh, my gosh, Parenting Spicy Ones was our first episode, because as you may or may not recall, my boys hated that episode. (laughs) Note, I don't think any of them listened to it. Mm -hmm. What they hated was that I shared it on Instagram And I said something like, I have at least one spicy boy. Listeners, you probably know this, especially those of you that have teens and tweens. Um, Young people do not use the term spicy in the same way that Mary does. (laughs) Young people are talking about sex. And Mm. my children were horrified. I got at least three text messages about this. And I'm laughing about it with you now, but I was genuinely distressed because I felt caught in this. (sighs) We just mentioned connection and how important connection with our kids is. I don't want my work to create disconnection with my actual children. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, And yet, like, guys, this has nothing to do with you. And I said, spicy is her thing. We're using her term. Janet, please explain what Mary meant by spicy and what we mean and why my boy's reaction just perfectly illustrated the point.
1: Yeah. Well, she she clearly is a spicy one and she's has one of her children raising a spicy one. Spicy being that child who is saying no, who is strong-willed, we'll say, who is you know, she, that they're not going to follow, they're not going to toe the line. They are going to, they are their own human beings and you can't make me do something I don't want to do in this moment right now. Good luck trying. So the fact that multiple of my children
0: reached out about this just underscored it. Yes. And as Mary points out, as Mary points out, like, it can take a lot of work and energy to be with these kids. It's like, you may feel drained. And, you know, before we started recording, you were talking about Bo, your grandson right now. And he is, he's smart and he's curious and he's persistent. And so he's like singing the same start of a song over and over and over and over. And it's cute for about five minutes. And then (laughs) it gets hard to deal with. And if you have a kid who you can't redirect, who keeps going on that track, it is exhausting. Flip side is these spicy kids are often the world changers because they are the ones who will stand up and say, this is not okay. There's a better way to do this. The trick is surviving their childhood and adolescence. Yes. And Mary shares so many great tips for doing that. And she's a lot of fun on Instagram. A lot of fun fun to follow on Instagram. Yes. So you mentioned um, a couple other episodes and one of our other standout downloaded episodes. Cause I looked at like, okay, what also had a lot of downloads, but wasn't in the very first part of the year. One was what middle school boys need. And I'm like, Phyllis Fagel, but it wasn't our Phyllis Fagel episode. It was our episode with Jerome Hunter of the Seattle school for boys.
1: Ah. And the
0: difference is, we talked to him earlier in the year, and then Phyllis's episode came later. So, there is this deep, deep need and interest in understanding middle school and tween mm-hmm. boys.
1: Definitely. And check out Phyllis Fagel's book if you haven't already, yes. because it is a treasure.
0: Two more standouts nonverbal communication with boys, Michael Grinder really yep that oh. was a june 15th one uh-huh. and given that we just recently did you know talk with boys about anything this interest in communicating with boys is a very uh prevalent theme
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: now here is a surprise standout for me and you and i debated whether we should do this episode boys babies and breastfeeding uh-huh. with low uh, 9 really? rush of milk making minutes. We recorded that in mid-August, in wow. mid-August. And as of right now, it it has more than 7,000 downloads already, which is a real standout for coming out at that point in the year. hmm
1: hmm Wow. Because we did debate it and I was in the place of watching my daughter breastfeed, watching our nephew at 13, watching breastfeeding and being very uncomfortable. And hopefully that episode, you know, parents will take that to heart and normalize how we feed our babies.
0: I didn't fully think through until we were in the middle of our conversations with her. Like, how can we possibly expect dads to know and to be comfortable with these things if we don't talk to our boys about them. That Mm -hmm. was a light bulb moment for me. And so I'm so glad that we did that episode and that we have that resource there for parents of all ages. So just know it's there. Maybe you didn't need it at this point in your life, but you may down the road. So it's there. Guys,
1: the links are going to be in the show notes. Oh, yeah. And you can always go to the website on and it's got six years, people, six years of content. That is incredible. And yeah. I do feel proud about that. Yes. We have got a deep catalog. You could go on there and probably Google any topic and something will come up around that topic.
0: And listeners, if you go on there and you are Googling a topic and you don't find it, please let us know. We want to know what's on your mind, what you're looking for resources and answers, what you're curious about, because we have no plans to stop. We plan to do this through 2024. We want to do more offerings for you. And we want to make sure that we are aligned with what you
1: need. All right. We okay. have each chosen our top three episodes. We have not conferred ahead of time. So I'm I did not so choose a top three
0: episodes. Just so you know, I only pick one and a backup. So I have two.
1: <laughs> All right. But we're really good communicators, Jen. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. You go first. <laughs> well, I did choose top three. Okay. And, and my... Third from the top, my third favorite episode was Calm the Chaos with Dana Abraham. Uh, Her book
0: is rocketing up the charts right now, and she's killing it on Instagram,
1: and I'm so glad. What I loved about her book and our conversation is the practical nature of it. You know, she's raising, she's in the chaos doing it right now and so there's that point of just being in it and then just having these really clear steps of you got to do this before you get to that yeah. and you've got to you know of course we always talk about this self-care you've got to have the energy you've got to have the re reserve to be able to then calm the chaos and that
0: starting there is not only okay it is necessary it's necessary. that That's such an important message. And I think it's one that we can all be reminded of again and again.
1: Yeah, if you are not well-rested, we all know this on an intellectual level. We all know this. You are not gonna show up your best, your most patient, your calmest if you haven't had a good night's sleep. Nope.
0: Okay, nope. what's your second most, uh, second favorite? Let's see if we have some uh, synergy here.
1: Well, this is, a, I, I will say right up front, I I kind of crushed on this man. We like him a lot. Dr. Michael Reichert. He's, He's a my return- second favorite too. Ooh, yeah. He was returning uh, this year and, you know, our conversations with him are just so warm and he is so heartfelt and soft-spoken but the work that he's doing in the world is so crucial in Man. understanding boys.
0: That episode is titled, Why Now is the Best Time to Raise Boys. Optimism. We so need that optimism. And when we talked to him, I asked him about that. Because like, statistically, Dr. Reichert, things are not looking great. But he points out that there is more energy and ambition towards applying what we know to improving and nurturing our boys now than there has ever been at any other point in history. And we need that counter messaging. We need that positive messaging. Yes, it's hard, but now is a really good time to be raising
1: boys. That we have lots of information. The other thing that he said that I have often referred back to is that at present, two thirds of American men ages 18 to 23 say, no one knows me well. Imagine that, two thirds of men 18 to 23, no one knows me well.
0: Uh, That moment of silence, done silence for me is me mentally calculating how many children I have in that time frame. And within like a month and a half, it's going to be three, three of my guys. So that statistic is kind of terrifying Mm -hmm. for me. Obviously I I do my best. I think I know them. They will argue that I don't know them in the same way that I will argue with my husband that he doesn't know me and understand me when I'm particularly in a bad mood, but he does. And I think deep down, my guys do know that, but uh, this is why the connection is so important. And you know, Michael Reichert is one of those people way back the first time when we talked to him, which might have been 2021, I think. Connection is key. That's everything yeah. he's talking about. The importance of connection. So now the, I'm really curious if our number ones are the same. I'm so really, our number really two curious. was the
1: same. Uh-huh. Our number yeah. one. Well, I think I already alluded to this earlier because my number one was simplicity parenting with Kim Jong-Payne. Oh, yeah, you did tell us. I did tell you that. (laughs) I'm not my mental best when I have
0: not slept well the night before. Oh, hmm. that was not my number one, although I did ponder it because it was a good episode. My number one was our conversation with Lisa Damore about the emotional lives of teens. So good. And that was in September. And Lisa is another person. I definitely have a professional crush on her. She is so together, so articulate, so soft-spoken, so practical, so understanding. And the reason why this one rocketed to the top for me. And uh, first of all, listeners, if you don't know, Lisa kind of made her mark uh, talking about girls first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She had a big book about girls out first she gets boys. She gets boys so well. And she is the person who in that episode talks about why it sucks to be a sixth grade boy and talks about statistically, we do tend to see a rise in like misogynistic comments and sexist behavior from boys around that age. And certainly that's troublesome. And that's something that we, the grown-ups in the rooms have to address. But Lisa also looks deeper and sees that around sixth grade is the same time when, like, the girls are rocketing ahead. They have had their growth spurts. They are more likely to, you know, look like adults than small children. They are, generally speaking, doing really well in school and athletics. And now they're faster than the boys and stronger than the boys. And so out of reach of these boys, many of whom still look like they're eight or 10 years old. That level of empathy, compassion, and understanding is what we really need. It's what our boys need. And that's going to help us Relate to these boys because if you just go at a sixth grade boy and reprimand him for his misogynistic sexist language and how dare you watch Andrew Tate without knowing where he's coming from and what he's experiencing and having some empathy and holding space for that, all you're going to do is alienate him. You're going to put up walls and you're going to end up exacerbating separation, exacerbating resentment in some cases. Mm -hmm. And that is the opposite of the connection that Michael Reichert and so many others have told us again and again is key to helping our boys thrive.
1: Here are the two things that we need to help our boys thrive after these messages from our sponsors. Connection and chocolate chip cookies. Connection and chocolate
0: chip cookies. That is... A really good goal for uh the whole next year for 2024 mm-hmm. you know how some people pick like a word to be their word of the year <laughs> chocolate what if it chip was cookies? connection oh oh, oh. janet oh. i went connection. with connection you went with chocolate chip cookies
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, Jen. You know, and I mean, this isn't to slight any of the other episodes that we've done this year because we have talked about so many different things. We have talked about suicide prevention. We've talked about gender equity, LGBTQ kids with Joe Langford. Um, Of course, we've talked about porn. We've talked about fatherhood and masculinity, eating disorders. I mean, we have tackled a lot this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I actually considered um having one of our suicide awareness episodes as my number one episode because I think they are so powerful and helpful. All of us are likely to interact with somebody who's depressed and very likely to interact with somebody who is having or has recently had suicidal thoughts. We all need to be equipped mm-hmm. to know how to deal with that and I'm going to drop those links in the show notes again. And I am going to tell you right here, I'm going to include links in the show notes. They're always there, but 988 is the suicide and crisis lifeline. It's in the United States and now in Canada. Just recently went live in in Canada, I believe this week. So if you ever are in conversation or concerned about somebody and don't know what to do, do not hesitate to call that number 988. It is there. Reach out for help.
1: You're amazing. We're amazing. I love our partnership, Jen. I really do.
0: I do too. And I love our listeners. Please let us know what is on your mind. Send us a message. Let us know what you would like us to cover in 2024. And if you have read any great books or heard great speakers that you would like us to have on, please let us know. We will reach out and we'll get them on our schedule.
1: Oh, listeners. So there you have it. Our thoughts on wrapping up this year and we are already planning and looking forward to the next year. We encourage you to take a pause, go outside, look at the sky. Look into your boy's eyes and remember that little being that used to just be so adorable. If he's not quite as adorable now, that little boy is still in there. And just, you know, if he if he's kind of resisting the hugs and that kind of attention, you know, a fist bump or something like that, let him know you're there. Throw a
0: snowball at him. Throw some wrapping paper at him. That counts as connection.
1: Listeners, we appreciate you so much, and we look forward to another year. Well, we hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as Jen and I enjoyed having the conversation. We appreciate you so much, dear listeners, and the way you can help us is by staying connected to your voice and sharing this podcast with a friend or two. Again, thank you so much for being here. This is the On Boys Parenting Podcast. We are your co-host, Jennifer L.W. Fink of buildingboys.net, and I'm Janet Allison of boysalive.com.